Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. On today's episode, the Patreon takeover continues with topics submitted by Don and Laura. And I go ahead and share more about my trip to Disneyland's reopening weekend. All right, so... Like we just said, Patreon takeover is in full effect for the month of May. It's been so much fun loving all the topics coming in. And today's topics are just as fun. We have the first one from Don, and he wanted to ask us specifically about our experience with being D23 members. He wants to know, are we members? Why or why? Why not? <laughs> why or why, why not oh, should someone why, join? Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why, oh, why? So yes, um, Mike and I are both D23 members, but let's start off real quick with, do we know why it's called D23 and what is D23? So first off, do you know why it's called D23, Mike? Um, I always forget, but I think it's when the Walt Disney Company formed in 1923. Yeah. Okay. 1923, and then the D just stands for Disney. So D23 is a fan club built for us, Disneyholics, like the hardcore Disney fans, D23 loves to just nurture and support us in being Disney fans. Um, I have been a D23 fan for, or member and fan mm -hmm. <laughs> for, gosh, I think now about 10 years, right? Because they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary not too long ago. Um, and I think I skipped maybe the first year, but then right after that, I jumped on board. Same with you? me. I definitely was not part of that charter club. And right. I think I regret that, but I started joining probably <laughs> a couple of years in. Um, I don't think 10 years as you. Maybe I've been for like seven years. Um, and I went straight to the gold membership. So do we want to also explain how they have different tiers? Yeah. So right now, and they've kind of changed it throughout the years, but currently what they're offering is a gold membership, which is $99 for an individual. And then they also have a duo gold membership where two individuals can share a membership for $129. And that is also at the gold level membership. Um, they have the same exact benefits as a gold member, except for they only get one like uh, member gift they give you at the beginning and one ma uh, magazine membership. So you're kind of sharing. It seems like it should be for couples or people who live together so they can share these items together which really kind right. of pans out sense. or if you just don't care about those items and just want the membership so there's what's also funny that. is i think most people think of d23 as mostly the expo right but there's so much more that happens if you're if you're a member right right um so the one last membership is the free membership so you can access a lot of the um, information they have on their website and other fun things that they provide. Um, so you can actually give it like a little taster for free. So right. I suggest everyone going ahead and signing up for that. Um, and then some of the items you get as a D23 member, you get a welcome gift every year. So every time you re-up your 
uh, membership, you get a new gift. And I have to say, some of them have been really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite was definitely, I think it was like two years ago. And it was like a replica of the press kit that they used to like sell the idea of Disneyland, which is just so cool. Yeah, right? I would like, say that's my favorite one too. Like seeing right? those replica sketches and papers and stuff. Yeah. And like all the notes that had to go in to like explain what Disneyland is. And um, they like antiqued some of the papers that just like it looked real, which is really fun to just yeah. be able to have in your own possession. So lots of fun stuff there. They also send out these beautiful quarterly magazines. Um, I never open them. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they're almost like a, a book. I actually don't read everything in it, but recently I've cut them all up and I've just, you know, decided, hey, I need to use these. They just sit there collecting dust. So I cut them all up and made a really nice desk, which is where I podcast from. And Aww. um I'll decoupage. Probably, yeah, I decoupaged it. I'll probably post that after this episode comes out because I did yeah, videotape myself creating How that cool. and it was really cool use because like jen said these are premium you know those pages you could tell it's thick paperweight <laughs> they are pretty yeah. yeah and like the art in them is just gorgeous they have a lot of fun articles in there um sometimes they had trivia one time they had tickets inside of there and i hadn't even opened it so i didn't know my friends like yeah they had i think it was when like saving mr banks came out or something it was like oh. two free tickets to go see the movie i was like what so they have a lot of hidden gems in these magazines as well um in addition they also have a lot of special events all over the country um most of them are definitely closer to the parks i'd have to say but there's still some that are like maybe in the pacific northwest some up here in the bay area especially at the walt disney family museum um, I think they had one in New York. Didn't they have a D23 event for that Mickey 90 exhibit? Yeah, they had a couple of things. For the exhibit, there wasn't anything special for D23. But here on the East Coast, they do a lot of things up in like Terrytown during Halloween. So I went oh, to yeah. the Sleepy Hollow event for D23 members. That was incredible. Like that's when I realized that there were a lot more events other than the expo and so I went up there with a couple of friends and it was so much fun it felt really Disney it was like you know that premium Disney feel where there was people who really enjoyed the work they were doing and they were so excited to have Halloween Disney fans come up and there was um, a lot of food so there was fun. hot cider and then they took us on a tour of the actual Sleepy Hollow there was a um, like a live show that happened inside of the church from sleepy hollow that was based on it's just really really cool it was a really fun um evening that's so cool i forgot that was a d23 event i was so jealous yeah I like, oh, oh i didn't even mention so one of the coolest parts was um you go to an old-timey movie theater on the main street of tarrytown and we got to watch um the halloween clip so we watched the uh sleepy hollow animated and then we also watched the uh, the skeleton dance. They showed that. Aww. And then they showed the, the the famous one with the ghosts. What is that called? The Lonesome Ghosts. Lonesome Ghosts. We watched that. And then the voice cool. of Mickey Mouse was there. And he was talking to us. And <gasps> Brad you know, they had some special Ewan. guests. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot more D23 Expo-ish than I imagined it would be at that right. point. Right. It's like know. a one like a panel expanded into like an event. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Um, another couple things they do, um, they have screenings of new movies coming out. Kind of mentioned that earlier in the magazine. So, like, you'll be able to go for free and bring a friend to any type of movie that's Disney related that they are including um, before it even comes out to the general public, which is fun. Um, they've had special gifts for D23 members at already laid out special events in the park. For instance, they had Sweetheart's Night at Disneyland last year. Um, that was in February of 2020. And if you showed your D23 card over at the Golden Horseshoe, you would get a, re- a reproduction of the 30th wedding anniversary invitation for Walt and Lillian. That's Which cute. was like right before opening. That's so cool. I just love stuff like that. Um, another thing they host a lot of, which has probably been my favorite D23 event other than the expos, um, they have Walt Disney Studio Tours in Burbank. So... Not everybody can access this. You kind of have to find the tours, and D23 has them multiple times a year. So those are really cool, and I highly suggest going for that um, at least once. Like, it's just so cool to see where all the history lays as far as, like, the movies go. Um, Also, they give you access to shopping at Mickey's of Glendale, which is really Oh, I was about to ask that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, lots of fun. Um... Let's see what else. Oh, the other really big one that I still want to do, but I haven't gotten to do yet, is they coordinate an entire trip of D23 members to go to Marceline, Missouri and see where Walt Disney was raised. I did not know that. So cool. So, yeah, they do a lot of really fun events. um, And, like, the price you're paying to have access to these events, I think, in my opinion, that's worth it alone. So, already, that's really cool. Uh, Also, they give you discounts... And early access to getting uh, tickets for the D23 Expo. Yeah, that's actually a good another piece of information for people is that you do often have to pay for some of the things that they do. Mostly like the big tentpole ones, but then otherwise things like the Halloween one, I'm pretty sure that was free. It was just you had to do that registration, you know, sit by the computer, make sure you get a spot on it type of thing. That's cool. Um, the D23 Expo... The tickets, just to give you like a money rundown, if you buy a three-day ticket as a gold member for D23, which is a discounted price, it's $177. It's going by the last expo, of course, right? Um, the last expo is $177, yeah. And then for non-members, the same ticket is $249. So you're already saving $72, and your price for the annual cost of D23 is $99. So like... Oh, yeah. You almost paid back at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those kind of memberships is if you take advantage of even just a few things, benefits, you'll get your money back. Yeah. So look into it. I'd say do the free taster one first, um, especially for you, Don, because you're, you're up in Seattle. So um, I am not 100% sure how often they do events in other areas. They do virtual events as well, especially now since we've all kind of jumped straight into needing to do virtual events. I think right. they're continuing those. Um, so do the free taster. Give it a whirl. See if you feel like you're missing out. It might be worth 100 bucks to get upgraded, um, especially if you figure out that you want to go to the D23 Expo. I would say for sure go yeah. ahead and do the gold membership. Right. So thank yeah. you, Don, for that really great question about the D23 official Disney fan club. And I know we have some really fun questions from our listener and patron, Laura, coming up next. Um, the first question she asked us was, 
do we have any predictions on the next Disney acquisition? Because we do know they they acquire things left and right, especially under Bob Iger's watch. Um, so, Jen, <laughs> what do you think will be a future Disney acquisition? <clears throat> so I had a very hard time with this question because I was really thinking about it and going down the avenues of entertainment and things that I love, which I also want to put on the scope of like what I want them to buy because I just want. Yeah, that, I feel like that's like, <laughs> a fair type of answer for this question also. Right. And I feel like they just own everything already. Like everything I ever want is already owned by Disney. Right. Like, it really is. Um. And like I was thinking about new TV shows and stuff they could do. Like I was thinking of maybe uh, doing an acquisition of like Viacom, which owns MTV, which because I love reality TV, not even going to lie. Right. So it's like that would be fun to get more Disney style reality TV. I was like, but they have Disney Plus now. So what's the point? They could just do their original shows there. So having a hard time with it. But the two that I came up with that I would love, but they almost would have to buy out Universal at this point is Nintendo because I've always felt Nintendo was like the cute Disney version of video game systems right yeah. like you look at the other ones they're like the darker more scary games and like then you realistic. have Nintendo and they're, yeah they're like cartoons and cute and happy so like I feel like they would be a great fit with Nintendo. I'm with you um, on Nintendo, by the way. That was going to be one of mine. Oh, um, nice. So we aligned on that because <laughs> for all the reasons you said, I feel like if they had an opportunity to create a land, they would have also nailed it. Probably would have looked different than Universal's, but it would have been immersive. Um, right. And at this point, it's not out of the ordinary, right? Because you said all of Universal. So they already own Marvel, which is in a Universal park. <laughs> they own Simpsons, which is now stuck in a Universal park. Right. And they buy Nintendo and then poor Universal. They keep building these lands that they eventually. I know. Have to They're just going to have to buy like. out Universal. Maybe that should be the next Disney, right. Disney acquisition. Like the just, full thing. Just Comcast. Absorb into one amazing entertainment value. Right. Um, because the other thing I put on my list is Harry Potter. Mm. So <laughs> at that point, literally almost all of. Universal Studios is owned by Disney. That that's an interesting one because that is owned by Warner Brothers, which, if if I'm correct, is not a part of Comcast. So it's just currently licensed to Universal. Right. Right. Yeah. Same with um, the other Warner Brothers uh, property is DC Comics. So I'm waiting for them to just flip the Marvel Land at Universal Florida to just DC. Like yeah, just change go it. for it. I could care right? less about DC <laughs> and for give it. Marvel back. <laughs> to Disney in its rightful home. Yeah, and then Disney had a chance to do Harry Potter's um, land, but J.K. Rowling and, and Disney were said to not get along creatively. Right. So. She reminds me, like, besides the most recent information about her, which is not good and or okay, but her in general, with her relationship with getting her movies out and whatnot – she reminds me of like a modern day P.L. Travers. 100%. Like, right? The okay. way they described <laughs> the the development of that land and how the Imagineers weren't getting along, it sounds the same. Like she, she's yeah, so specific. so much. And in some ways I appreciate it because I feel like Universal was like, whatever, you, we'll give you the money, do whatever you want. And um, like she doesn't allow any um, Coca-Cola products in the land. Only the rest of the park can have it, but it would break the illusion of Hogwarts. 
so that's why I feel like that kind of stuff would be so perfect with Disney because even like the Coca Cola and Galaxy's Edge doesn't look like Coca Cola, right? I kind of. I will say though, like Disney will always squeeze in a dime if they can. I would have been happy if there wasn't any Coca Cola in there, but I I liked how cool it was themed for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean that Diagon Alley and. Disney World or not Disney World, yes. Florida, Orlando, Universal, whatever it's called, um, is just ugh, so good. And I would just love to have that at Disney Park. It would be But so that's cool. okay. It's close and we can visit it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just a quick thing for those who don't know what the JK, JK Rowling drama is. You know, she said a few really insensitive things about the LGBTQ plus community. So feel free to look that up and go down the rabbit hole. Uh, but we're all still Harry Potter fans regardless. Of what yeah, the author is saying I, these days. I wrote that on here. I said, I, I was like, Harry Potter, but I don't really want to fund What's-Her-Face. Because I couldn't remember her name <laughs> when I wrote Rowling, my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Rowling. Um, <laughs> I have one other that we didn't mention that I thought um, could be a potential acquisition, which is Sony. So the Sony company, okay. which is their own company, um, they own Spider-Man. And th- that's the very last piece of Marvel that is like stuck that's a great one. outside of their realm. And they've been getting really cozy lately and getting along with the Spider-Man license and letting it join the MCU. Um, so that's interesting. And I think Disney has always had done a shit job with video games <laughs> and it's like untapped they haven't figured it out yet so they they essentially absorb a console a whole playstation console and also the sony um interactive brand who develops video games and they've kind of been going into grown-up territory now with marvel and disney plus so i would be happy i feel like that that's the, cool. the what's the thing the consolidate prize the if they can't get Nintendo, the next thing is Sony. Yeah, the consolation prize would be Sony. Or the booby prize, as my mom used to call it. The booby prize. <laughs> I know booby trap. I don't know about booby prize. Booby prize. Um, I also think they should bring back Disney Infinity. Just saying. I was right. just barely getting into it, and then I they know. pulled it. And I'm like, damn it. I know. They could have really, <laughs> um, if they figured out how to do that with Nintendo, like Animal Crossing, it would have been oh a my hit. Gosh. It would have been a hit, yeah crazy animal crossing version of that oh so good all right so laura had a couple other questions for us and these next two are focused right around souvenirs yeah so her question was best disney souvenir you ever purchased and i have to say this is another hard one for me because i've had a lot of really fun disney souvenirs um i think All of mine are Haunted Mansion related. So I really love, they had, in case you guys didn't see this, they had um, like the stretching portraits made into figurines. So they're like 3D physical versions of the stretching portraits. And I just love those. I have those still on display. And then recently they came out with the gargoyles and then they're holding the candles and they light up. So all of those are my favorite. I know we always have to stop in. Is it? The gallery when you walk in because you like to check to see if they have a limited stretching portrait yeah i always have to check it's yeah the old gallery now it's called i think that actual store is like disneyana um and then i always have to check the store the haunted mansion store next to pieces of eight i don't even it's called la baton rouge or something like that Uh, i forget the name all the time but yes always want to check on that haunted mansion merch (laughs) 
How about so you? My favorite souvenirs. It was also hard for me to think of an answer to this because I typically buy. I think I spend most of my money on clothes when I go to the parks, which I don't really consider souvenirs, if that's weird. Um, And then I try to limit souvenirs because my husband doesn't like when I bring home what he thinks is junk. But to me, they're collectibles. (laughs) (laughs) And so mine are also found in some of the shops you mentioned. So I love the Pocket Pals. And so the Pocket Pals are these little um, containers that you can slide open. They're about two inches by two inches at the at the max if any and you could slide them open and you could put anything you want in there little secrets so they're magnetically connected you could put in you know pills you could put in a couple um bills of money you could put weed in there whatever you want to put in there <laughs> uh, it's just a cute little stash box and each one is um really beautifully painted and themed so there's one that looks pretty. like the mary poppins bag um i have one that looks like um the mirror mirror on the wall snow white i have uh, i have a mirror. bunch of them what magic mirror on magic mirror on the- oh yeah mandela oh, yeah. Effect. It's one of those Hardcore. things we all thought it was mirror mirror but it's <laughs> magic mirror on the wall um i have this really really cute one of the partner statue it's probably one of my favorite ones that one i usually keep in my backpack with um spare medication <laughs> so these are functional, <laughs> practical objects. Yes, but really fun that is the best kind. Yeah, and then I also like to look at the um, at the D twenty three Expo when they have that whole area where all the fans can sell vintage items, and they usually have some really cool, um, no longer made pocket pals that you know they go for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, those. I think you have. I, I think the partner one maybe is the one that we never saw again after you bought it at the park. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh wow, that was. A good purchase because now it is gone. It's a cool one. Which happens all too often when we go and see something we like. We're like, ah, I really want it, but I'll wait till next time. And then you come back next time and it is just gone, which gone. leads us perfectly into the next question from Laura. She said, what Disney souvenir that you wish you had purchased or which, which, what is a Disney souvenir that you wish you had purchased and the one that got away? So do you have any like that that you can think of, Mike? I honestly don't. But usually when I hear you talk about something, um, because I usually don't follow like the souvenir updates. But when you talk about something, I usually am interested in the same thing you're interested in. And I know you're usually trying to find a way to get it. So um, (laughs) I'm curious what yours would be because mine would probably be similar. It's hard for me because this happens to me all the time. Like I've done it so many times that... Within the last, like, I don't know, three, four years, I've stopped and I just buy everything now. I'm like, (laughs) whatever. If I decide it doesn't work out, then I'll give it away or or something. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, I just make sure I get it. So now I don't really have that happen anymore. And I'm trying so hard to remember when it's happened in the past because I know I've been, like, visibly upset in the past about missing out on something. Um, But I can say... One that just happened on this last trip. There's this enchanted tiki room sign that is like, uh, if you guys have seen the Disneyland marquee sign, it's made out of the same, it's like particle board. It's like a nice heavy duty sign. And it has like the three tiki boards in the background. It's just like very cute. And now that I've decorated our kitchen area, very tiki, I want to like add this blank wall that would just be perfect for it. So I'm like, all right, it's finally time to buy that Enchanted Tiki sign that's been in Disneyana for, 
I don't know, like 10 years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, not when I go this last weekend because uh, it was gone. <laughs> and you're ready to throw down and buy it and it was not I was there. finally ready. It's like 150 bucks, so I had to like hold off and think about it for a long time. And I was finally ready to dish out the cash. That was going to be like my big purchase over this reopening weekend, right? Or that reopening weekend last week. And I was like, it's okay, I'm going to get it. I'm just going to do it. And then it was gone. Uh. So. But they did. She did ask a manager, and she's like, "It's coming back. It's just not in right now." I'm did like, you okay, ask cool. for a manager, Karen, or she did? No, she did. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" And and I actually like had to like it was going to be a quick purchase, so I was like, "No, nah, you don't need to go ask." <laughs> like it was actually quite the. It's like a backwards Karen. What would that be? <laughs> yeah, that's true. She she offered up the Karenism. Yeah, she um, did. <laughs> If I really had to force myself to think of one, this is not really a souvenir because it wasn't for sale. But now I wish I also swiped one of those sporks from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yes, me too. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. And I was so mad that people were stealing them because that's why they took them away. But now I wish I took one because now we none of us can get it because of those people. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think I have one of swiping things that i was a good citizen and did it but um at one point they were this is years ago now they were um refurbishing the teacups so all the teacups were off of the like turntables but they just put them back on when i got there for my trip and they had the wheels that say like spin this way like the cute little wheels that you spin they had those all stacked and there's nobody around because it was still closed and they're right over next. I could right. I could reach him. Like I could definitely. <laughs> it would be a stretch, but I could have taken one of those wheels home with me. Wow. I always wanted to take that. I'm just like, picturing oh. you walking through the park trying to hide it. It's pretty heavy too. Prob- I'm imagining. It's very heavy, <laughs> but I think it could fit in my backpack. So like. I oh, just that's a good point. Throw it in the backpack and pretend it didn't happen. But a stroller I was a good maybe if you had Disney a citizen and didn't do it. So. <laughs> good. But good. I always wish I had. Look, we just <laughs> talk about it. We wished it, but we didn't do it. That is exactly how it went. <laughs> Although we did um, recently have a ha- happy hour with our patrons. And I believe, correct me who it was, but somebody actually got an authentic light bulb cover that dropped off of Main <gasps> oh, Street yeah, Electrical so Parade cool. and has it. And he has it. And it's a souvenir that was unexpected. wasn't stolen because it fell off and flew right at his Free feet. Free souvi. Yeah. I love those. Those are the best. That was Ned. Yeah. So Cherie and I were talking about our, like we were talking about how the Main Street Electrical Parade left like 17 times and came back, right? So, yeah. And they were talking about those little bulbs they sold that are, I have one right in front of me actually. It's like one of the bulbs for the Main Street Electrical Parade that is now gone and it still came back a whole bunch of times. But Ned, he got to have one that like just got delivered to him and that is really cool. That's even a cooler story than just buying it for 30 bucks or whatever. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> What's another free suit? Can you think of any other free souvenirs at Disneyland? Oh, like that type? Um, we took napkins from Club 33. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was another like possibly swiped versus giveaways. I can't never really tell yeah. if you're supposed to take them or not. But I mean, anybody going into Club 33 is going to want to shove a couple of those in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you and I limited ourselves, I think, just the napkins. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the Jungle Cruise maps, which are always fun to ask for. Oh. I feel like there's another couple. Oh, the Indiana Jones card? You can still get it sometimes, The Indiana Jones translator card. You can still get them. Jacob and I, oh my gosh, such a cool experience. Um, 
he really wanted to translate them and I'm like maybe we could find it online I'm like or maybe they I like maybe they just randomly have them and I asked this woman she's like this very tall beautiful cast member with her like cool Indiana Jones hat on and I was like hey do you guys by any chance like still have the translator cards and she like looked at me like keep it a secret and she like spun around took her hat off and she had it like tucked into like her like I don't know, like the band on her hat or whatever. And I'm like, that is so pimp. That's <laughs> like, so that's cool. Awesome. That's so cool. And then we spent like an hour decoding all the stuff that I already knew. But that was fun for Sponsored Jacob. Sponsored by so. AT&T. I remember when it yeah. first <laughs> opened, I was obsessed with those. Um, totally. And that's a good point. Disneyland, Disney World, just ask. Ask questions because a lot of the times ask, they yeah. have things or they'll give you whatever you're asking for. <laughs> totally. Yep. Speaking of asking for and be careful what you wish for, uh, another question or uh, topic that came through us, uh, came to us from our patrons was a question about the Jungle Cruise jokes. And so we decided to take that a step further and really dive deep into a Disney Holics version of the Jungle Cruise jokes. And we attempted at making a little bit more of an adult spin, I guess, adult leaning version of jokes. On the Jungle Cruise. Right. So as we both noticed quickly, there's already quite a few jokes on the Jungle Cruise that are pretty adult. Like yes. just as is. Right? Yes. Especially when out of when you're not on the boat and you're like reading them online. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. These, these are already <laughs> a little ones bit that adult. Kids definitely wouldn't get. But the adults will just laugh at, which is great because they're like, you know, getting in there for everybody again. I love it. Um one of the ones that I loved so much, this was, I think they, like, for a little bit of time, they weren't going to shoot guns anymore. Do you remember that? Oh, like, yeah. And then they started doing it again. So I don't know what happened there, but, like, I think they, they usually happen to pause it whenever there's, like, a, unfortunately, like, a really public shooting, like, school yeah, shooting. Like they usually, shooting like, pause it for a while. Yeah. They did that with right. the gators, too, after the kid got eaten oh, by the yeah. gator. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Um, but one of my favorite ones, I think it was the first time I had ever seen anybody do it as well. It was this girl. She was our skipper, this young girl, and she was going through where you see the hippos. And you remember they usually shoot the gun to make the hippo go away. Mm. But instead, she goes, I know what will make him go away. And she leans over the edge of the boat. And she goes, I'm ready for commitment. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I feel like she probably made that one up on her own. I know, right? It was so funny. And I've seen other versions of the same idea of that. And it was just so good. I thought it was like way more funny than the shooting of the gun. The shooting of the gun thing is a scare, though, which is also like nice to have. Like, uh, yeah. a little scary. You have a couple of those that diamond, the piranhas, I think, are the two big scares. But I do like the piranhas because they added that like later in life, right? And I remember yeah. it was like an excite, pretty exciting new addition because it had. Part, moving parts in the water. Man eating, so women and children are okay. <laughs> oh wow! Man eating products. Do you know about the haunted mansion, um, Jungle Cruise joke? Um, not that I know of. Remind me. If, um, it's a pretty long me. one, and this is a real one. I did not make this up. So it says, "Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis." Is this boat actually leaving the dock or is it your imagination? And consider this dismaying observation. This boat is completely surrounded with water. 
which offers you this thrilling challenge to find a way out. Of course, you could always swim away. I don't ah, think I've heard that one before. I have person. never heard anybody yeah. do that. Maybe they do that when they're like stalling, when they can't leave the dock just yet. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, <laughs> that makes sense because this one is long. They have a lot of those jokes at the end too where they're just stalling because they can't get back to the loading dock yet. I oh, always love when that happens because they yeah. have to come up with a lot of them sometimes. And you're waiting for like the next boat to get out of the way. Right. That's another adult joke too is at the end with Trader Sam when they say – um, what does he say? Like I invited, he invited you over for dinner. Oh, I something forgot with it. A, something with the beheading, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're talking about like two heads for one of yours or something. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I got that. It's an adult. <laughs> so um, which Jungle Cruise jokes, or what did you get? What did you make up for today? <sighs> you guys, I am not funny. I am just not funny. Laura, you sent me very challenging questions, which I love and appreciate a challenge. But, man, I am not a funny person. So, um, and if I'm ever funny, it's just, like, on a whim. It's not, like, writing stuff. (laughs) So, the only thing I – oh, thank you, thank you. (laughs) There you go. The only thing I came up with was, like (laughs) – the only thing I came up with is pretty cringeworthy, but I'm going to go for it. Go for it. So, forgive me after, okay? So – Picture you're on the um, boat. You just passed the elephants. You're going into the safari area. And you see the lions in the den taking, looking over a sleeping zebra. And then the... <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud. And then the skipper yells out, Hey, guys, make sure you ask for consent. Is that terrible? It's so terrible. It's it's not terrible. I'm just trying to get the joke. Oh, because they are. (laughs) I don't even get it. They're praying. They're praying on a sleeping animal, and they might um, do things that they shouldn't be doing without consent. Yes, I get it. I get it. I think that was good. It was topical, and I could see a topical joke. um, It's like yeah, there. It's topical of the times. Eighteen and over. Anytime, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that was good. How about you? Where's your recovery? Hurry, um, hurry. <laughs> so I have a few. I'll start with this one since you were already in the animals area. So let's picture ourselves going through and seeing the wild animals in the jungle. And the skipper says, do you know why you can never make gourmet meals from a dead cheetah? You will always end up with fast food. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Wait, maybe that was it's the an t- actual joke. Maybe it's the tone. You will always end up with fast food. With fast food. <laughs> fast food. You will always end up with fast food. All right, these good. are hard. That was these an actual hard. joke. Like yeah. I could actually hear that currently on the Jungle Cruise. Right, right. Yeah, because they it's do not talk too about like mine. <laughs> there's a zebra one that's already pretty bad. Um, not as bad oh, as yeah, yours. White but... meat or dark meat? Don't <laughs> yeah, they say that? Yeah. Like, yikes! Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, okay, did you have any others that you were inspired to create? I don't. Oh, I, I thought don't. you would. All right, I have two more if you want to continue this jungle cruise. Please journey entertain with me. me. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're a little bit toward, I guess, the beginning of the ride. We're heading toward um, the waterfall. Actually, you go on the backside later, huh? You come back and go around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're about to go under the waterfall, and we hear the skipper say, This is the backside of Pirate Red, named for her monthly travels to the Crimson Falls. Ooh. 
Ew. Okay. <laughs> oh no. So you know it's natural. You know people shouldn't As be ashamed. As being a female, to we don't want to be reminded it. of that like ever. No so shame. No. You should just talk about it. You know. It's not shame. It's just we don't want to talk about it because it's miserable. <laughs> fair. That's fair. And it sounds Definitely painful not at times. Funny. Cramps. <laughs> uh, all right. So there there was my um, not good joke of, of the three. The first one was great. That first one, one not so much. second one. Okay. I like this. I like to be judged. This is good. So second one, not so good. Okay. And the, the last adult Jungle Cruise um, joke is we're now going by the area with the I guess it's a totem pole and the rhinoceros nudging right. these um explorers up. climbing up the pole yeah and so to get away the skipper says <clears throat> on the right we see a group of men sharing a pole looks like they've got themselves into a horny disposition oh wow not too bad right? <laughs> oh my gosh that's actually a good one and, and I wouldn't fly. be surprised. Yeah, I was about good. to say the opposite. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck that one in. <laughs> I would be so shocked. I'd be like, for the rest of the day, literally like <laughs> Kevin McAllister face the whole rest Kevin. of the day. They oh. said horny in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our attempt at new and improved, not improved, but new and ridiculously adult Jungle Cruise jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you guys, while listening to this, have come up with the best adult version jokes, we would love to hear them. So please send them in. You can email them to us. We can talk about it on a later show. Yes, please. Or you can send it to us via Instagram. We may even put like a little question box up one day when we're reviewing this yeah. after this episode airs. That'd be fun. <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was a journey. Um, and speaking of, I want to know more about your journey. So let's get back into your Disneyland recap. Um, since you went to the reopening, there was a yeah. lot more that we are hoping to hear and we have new questions. So um, what's on your mind that you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, I mostly just talked about opening day because that was its own experience as a whole. Um but the rest of my trip, I still had three more days in total. So I just wanted to quickly like chat about them because they were fun and it's always nice to hear trip reports. So um, one thing I did forget to mention about day one, though, is that remember I said that like it was all chaotic and exciting and we ran straight like beeline to the castle. Somebody else, two other people beeline to the castle behind us. And they got in front of us in front of the castle. One person got down on one knee and proposed like, within five minutes of Disneyland being open, how cute is that? Like, it's cute. So pretty and it's cute. It's cute. A little cringe, but also cute. <laughs> <laughs> I usually, like, I've even told Jacob, I'm like, if you propose to me in front of the castle, I'm saying no. Like, I don't want a castle <gasps> proposal. They're just a little too cliche for me. But that was, like, a big event moment historical yeah. everything so like that was that would have been okay and a pretty like <laughs> probably clear view of the castle without so many people oh yeah there was like three people in the photo maybe i don't even think anybody was behind them so it might have just been them which is just so cool completely and i was still like overwhelmed I'm like oh my god someone's proposing okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> keep going um there's a uh instagram account that i follow and um it's this couple they're both men and they go to Disneyland and he kept fake proposing to him in different oh places God, of the park. Yeah. 
was so, so funny. So funny. Just to make the guy like so nervous and annoyed. I think like, I would up, do something like that. Yeah. That was funny. Get up. Stop doing this. That is so funny. I kind of want to do a challenge like that. I'm trying to think of what I can do to you. So would you really say no if Jacob asked you in front of the castle? <laughs> I wouldn't. No, of course I wouldn't. But yeah, I definitely have like everybody does. Like they have their little idea of what type of proposal they want. And then they never tell anybody else. So then it probably won't happen. So right. <laughs> it's like the one hit I gave him. I was like, I want it in Disneyland and not in the front of the castle but it's also been like nine years so who knows at this point right <laughs> if anything's even happened it's fine but yeah i would definitely like like a haunted mansion something or that was kind of our plan for our marriage but anyways that's for another conversation another conversation so back to my trip on saturday which was day two i went to disneyland again um this morning, so they, you know, they've changed the Rise of the Resistance boarding group thing where you can book from anywhere at 7 a.m. I have my alarm set for 6.55. Um, I was meeting up with Morgan that day, so I had already linked her ticket. I was ready to go. She wasn't going to get there until about 8.30, so I was like, I'm just going to hit this boarding group and go back to bed. My alarm went off at 6.55. I was like, what the hell? Why is my alarm going off? Turned it off, went back to bed. So I didn't get as boarding group. <laughs> But it was saved because Scott was able to get his boarding groups because he woke up. So thanks. Shout out to Disneyland Nurse for saving the day. We all got on Rise later that afternoon and it was great. But just one of those funny things that I'm not used to yet for Disneyland. I'm like, what? Why would I have this set this early? Went back to sleep. Morgan got here and we went to Disneyland together and it was a great day. Um, if some of you did not listen to my previous podcast, I had Morgan on there as a co-host for about I think about three, four months. Like, she was there for a while. Um, poor thing. She was so excited to come on, and I was so excited to have her. And then Disneyland shut down literally the first oh. episode we recorded together. <laughs> so she never got to actually record a podcast while Disneyland was open. But Morgan's great. We've been great friends ever since. Um, so I got to spend the day with her, which is really special. Um, I was also very worried that I wouldn't be up to her speed. Um, we've had numerous conversations where she doesn't really have AP brain, like we like to call it. She oh, likes yeah. to like hit the rides and go, go, go. And I'm like, definitely not like that in the first place, let alone I was like destroyed off that first day. So I was like, oh man, this is going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to be so slow and she's going to want to like <laughs> go, go, go. So I gave her a disclaimer. I was like, listen, if you need to like disembark and go do your own thing for a little while, because I'm just not like up to your level, like I'm not offended. So those moments are always good to share with your group because no one should be offended. If yeah, you on any type of group part. vacation, especially Disney, it's so important, like talk about your thresholds and your pet peeves. <laughs> it just right. helps all, no conflict happen because everybody gets it and they understand. Exactly, yeah. Like no one will be offended when you want to like sit down for like an hour by yourself like yeah. you just get it because you've told them ahead of time that that's how you are so <laughs> highly recommended to be open and transparent with your group <laughs> um but we ended up like she kind of just went at my speed for the day and it, she said she had a great time hopefully she did um but we just kind of did the normal disney day we went on a bunch of attractions basically got everything done because there were no lines um, and we ended the day with fried chicken at Plaza Inn five minutes before closing. So we got to like sit there until a little later because we made sure we're eating our dinner nice and slow, taking our time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then, of course, waltzed out and then stayed up super late just chatting and catching up. So that was just such a nice um, way to end the night as well. Which I also forgot to mention from day one, I came back to the hotel room and I was all by myself. And I ended up doing a live on Instagram to talk about day one. And it was the best feeling ever because I felt like I was surrounded by friends because I felt like a little like quiet, like too quiet when I got back to my hotel room. And it was just the best thing. I think I stayed on there for like an hour and a half just talking to people about my experience. And then I went to bed and it was perfect. I even like set the phone up so that it was next to bed. So I was literally laying on a pillow during my life. It was just like so comforting to like have people to talk to about it that get it. Pillow talk. Yeah. Pillow talk with Jen D. <laughs> right? Pillow talk. That's hilarious. Um, and then Sunday, I headed over to DCA. So I did not have park hopper tickets for any of these days, which worked out fine because the parks closed so early anyway at 7 p.m. So it was quite nice to not have to worry about hopping back and forth, actually. So I preferred that. Um, and then that day, I am not your biggest DCA fan, like just in general, like it's hot over there. Um, there's not that many attractions in comparison to Disneyland. It just doesn't have that nostalgia feel for me. So I was like, screw this. I'm going to go in there later. So I think I walked in around 1030 or 11, which was so nice because I really needed that extra sleep. Um, I also, by the time got over there, there was nobody like anywhere to be found. So there's no lines to wait in anything like that. So even to get into California Adventure? Yeah, just not. there's nobody out wow. there, yeah. So it was super smooth and easy to get in. Um, and the first impression of DCA was that there were so many characters out. Like, just everywhere I looked, there was another character. And I'm like, wow, they, like, up the ante over here in DCA in comparison to Disneyland. They were just everywhere. Um, I walked, so picture this, I walked into Buena Vista Street and the first thing we saw was Snow White and Dopey and I was like why is Snow White here like what <laughs> in so DCA weird. that is weird yeah oh, but the and theater then I realized, huh the theater yep they were right in front of Carthay and I'm like oh my god that's so clever and so good all right, all right. and then I had actually posted on Instagram to see who else caught on to that and everybody did and then Christina she wrote in and said, um, she goes, is it to promote their new ride? And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like a double. I wonder if that's also part of the reason why oh. they have now decided to bring them out over there. Because they're now saying, like, hey, don't forget to go check out our new Enchanted Wish in Disneyland when you have a park hopper. But um, I like that. It reminds me of, like, the um, the Epcot Garden Festival where the characters are out in front of something that's somehow related right right like that's how i found out that they're from those countries because yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah. snow white yeah we talked about snow white in front of germany and thought oh yeah okay. i was like oh i did not know she was german okay um so picture i walk in i see them and then i go to the left a little bit and i see that oh man what's it called is it just called disney junior is yeah that the, the, the indoor theater. dance party thing so I never go in there, right? But they had a character meet and greet, and I went in, and it was Mickey Mouse himself. He was in this, like, cool outfit, and the best part was that he was on stage, and the whole screen was lit up and doing all this, like, cool animation stuff in the background. So you had this, like, really cool video op with Mickey Mouse. So I just thought that was a great layout for a character meet and greet. They only allowed 
like three or four groups at a time and they had spots on the ground for you to like stand on and then you could he like kind of went around the room and communicated back and forth with each group which oh, is oh that's cute it was very cute so after that i come back out and then all of a sudden there's elsa and she's in <laughs> like a costume i don't really recognize so i think it might have been from like the special i, I never watched it i can't even remember oh, what it's called or part two but, or part two, but I, I saw part two, but yeah. was it know, like spring it. It looking? Yeah, she white. has a spring one. A no, white. it wasn't colorful. It was white, and it was she had her hair looked like bigger. I don't know how to explain it. Like fluffier. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know either. It mm. was just. I mean, probably every Frozen fan out there can just like tell me immediately, like, "Duh, that's this." But I didn't know what it was. But I just thought it was cool to see her in a different outfit than what I normally see her in the blue one, right? She's by herself? She's by herself. She was coming out, walking into that center area by Carthay where they were actually rotating out um, oh. characters. By so the we fountain? went back over there, and it was Dapper Mickey and Dapper Goofy. Cute. And since they were in the middle of changing out, I got to see them before they left. And then came in Elsa and Oswald, Whoa. which is so cute. There is, that is a lot of characters. I do love seeing yeah. the the fab five in the like the dca what did you call it the, yeah i just call it dapper dapper I oh like, i love those outfits newsies so newsies uh-huh yeah um and then after oswald i was like all right let's go ahead and go on an attraction right so we head over and we go to soren first um and while we were in line for Soren, I saw Chip and Dale walk by. And I was oh. like, wow, Chip and Dale. And they were going into like the little wood woodsy area. Like they were literally standing in it and waving at people and like playing around in the woods. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> weird and, and pretty cute. That is but... weird. What, do you remember what, what their like outfit was? <sighs> they had like vests on. I, I don't remember. They change a lot. Yeah, maybe it was like park rangers. Um, yeah. I was thinking of it because... Um, I overheard somebody at Disney World talking about the Chip and Dale shirt I was wearing. And it was, they were talking about how it's Magnum P.I. and Indiana Jones based on their outfits. And it's so true. And I I still haven't looked it up to see if that was intentional, but. Um, how funny. Yeah, Dale wears the Hawaiian shirt. And then Chip <laughs> wears pretty much Indiana Jones outfit, like the hat. And yeah, I thought that was like Rescue Rangers though, right? Oh, yeah, that was Chippendale Rescue Rangers outfits. Cute. Oh, cute. That is... Yeah, I never, like, placed those two together either. Interesting. So so then as I walked further down the Redwood Trail, I ran into Big Al. He was just, like, walking by. No big deal. He was, like, shuffling. It was so cute. Um, And then as soon as I got into the San Francisco area, I saw Nick Wilde out. He had this really cute popsicle setup going on, um, like a whole little set area where you could take pictures from afar with him. Um, and then I went back to Paradise Garden Grill area, and Miguel was over there with he's the puppeteer one. Mm. So that was really cool to see him. Nobody was there, so I just had this whole area to myself. And in the area right next to that where they have the gazebo, Stitch was up there on stage. And it was set up as if it was like Stitch's board shop. It's like surfboard shop. And he was waxing his surfboard. That's so cool. I love that they took the time to like give them a backdrop. Yeah, yeah. Lots of them had like an actual like setup instead of just them, you know? That's cool. Um, And then over close to Mickey's Fun Wheel 
was uh or wait pixar pal around Whoops, <laughs> oh yeah pixar pal around. time warp um joy from inside out was there as well and then i didn't really see that was like all within one walking track like i just had to get back to mickey's or pixar wow. pal around and i saw all of those characters was that one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen different characters just in wow. one isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So and like many. you're saying, they rotate out, so there is probably even more. Yeah, you could just like sit there and enjoy wow. all the different characters that come out. And they do it, I think it's like five minutes each. It's pretty quick. Um, and then other characters I saw, I saw another set of Elsa and Anna together, um, different costumes than the one I was talking about earlier. And then I saw Tomater and Clarabelle Cow. So DCA, oh. chock full of characters for sure. Wow. Um, the one downer about DCA was that we didn't get to get on Radiator Springs Racers. It was broke down like the whole day almost. Oh, but so it's open. It just was not working. It, yeah. Yeah. It was just broken down. And then at one point they reopened it. We all ran over there. And then it was by the time we got to the entrance of the line, it was closed again. I'm like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Missed it. That's but interesting. But I got I to go on just... Guardians. Huh? I'm just wondering if it because they didn't run it as often. Maybe just once a day they would run yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be out of shape. Because it's a slot shape. car. It's a giant slot car setup. Right. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. But um, I did get to go on Guardians, I think, four times that day. Because it was like a 10-minute wait the whole day long. Wow. So that's super cool. That made up for that. I was like, fine. And probably the 10 minutes the is just walking through the queue. Yeah, it's just like the walk, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. And then my final day, I'll go over that quickly. And then I have a few observations I just wanted to mention about the entire trip. Um, <clears throat> my last day was my solo day in Disneyland. So that would be the fourth day. And I think I talked about this briefly already, but I spent at least two hours, if not longer, just on Main Street in Town Square. Like it was just that moment I knew I wanted anyway. And I finally was there by myself. And I'm like, I'm just going to ride every stringle every stringle every single main street vehicle i just rode them all videotaped i did a live one time like it was just fun and i was just enjoying it there was nobody on main street so empty um and just like watching all the character interactions and just people watching yeah and main street main street seems the most of all the disney parks it just seems like a real living breathing spot right real yeah area. like if there any, anything was to be a real town it's definitely main street yeah. and then you just um, dropped um the recent uh disney holics audio experience of the main street right along yeah check that week. out um i did take everybody with me on a ride down main street on the uh fire engine the disneyland fire Very engine cool. which is cute um which by the way i looked up pictures of it and it's always the same driver his name is Kevin. He's oh. very sweet. And like not, I'm sure it's not all the time, but I saw like 20 photos, the first 20 photos on Google Images. It's all him. I was like, dang. Wow. Is there like one guy who's always driving this car? Pretty He needs crazy. a vacation. Yeah. So the rest of the day, I just like kind of waltzed around. I did like my last minute shopping stuff. I got a ton of candy to bring home because that's always fun to like try to expand your Disney vacation a little bit by the <laughs> yeah. tr- treats you bring home. <laughs> it's like fine um i got some gifts and some uh 
souvenirs from like the uh, Magic is Back collection. So I just like kind of waltzed around. I did a lot of attractions by myself as well. I did the Mark Twain. I went and saw, did Rise of the Resistance. Of course, like Han Mansion three more times. Um, and it was just a lovely day. And I had to leave a little early in order to catch my flight. So I had to be out of there by like five o'clock. Um, and then right at five, I followed my own timeline that I set and I was out the door and it was just perfect. So nice. Super That's good. a nice way to wrap up the end of that trip. Like the first half was probably hectic, hectic, but also overwhelming and exciting. Right. And yeah. Then, it was like, yeah, ugh, like just a nice, slow, calm, embracing, like everything I love about Disney at my own pace day. Cause we also had like a large group too. So like having a solo day at the end of that was really nice. No offense. I loved all of the people in my group. If you guys are listening, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some of the observations I took um, that were just a little different than normal is that it was really hard to see in a lot of the dark attractions because your eyes don't have time to adjust at all. So, for instance, it's A, it's not nighttime ever in Disneyland right now because the sun sets after the park closes currently. Right. So there's that. So you don't have, like, your eyes adjusting for evening and going into dark rides. But also, they're not having a... Um, lines that are indoors right now. They're pushing everything oh. to outdoor queues. So you're literally outside the entire time until like the short walk to get on the attraction. So I can't see hardly anything while That's I was an in some of these attractions. situation to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You don't really think about it, but some of the queues like really help you get ready to go on the ride and, yeah. and experience it correctly, you know? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, Speaking of lots of walking, um, these queues are set up very specifically to where it's hard to explain, but there's switchbacks. And instead of skipping a switchback, like I thought they were going to, they would have like the, the pause line where you're supposed to stop at. Like one switchback will have two on the ends and the next one will have it right in the middle. So it makes it really hard for them to adjust because of that. Yeah. So a lot of the times we would walk through these super long, twisty, windy, maze-like queues and just walking the entire time. Like, why do they even make us go through that? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a perfect example is the Indiana Jones queue. They had you go up into, um, and this happens when on normal days when Indiana Jones is like two hours or over. They have you go up inside the um, Jungle Cruise queue. Second floor, Have you ever right? done that before? Like when it's been that backed up? I feel like I maybe like one time. Yeah, um, I've only done it a couple of times. It's usually not that far. Thematically, back, it's somewhat not jarring, right? So Yeah, it like still yeah. fits the theme. It's like Yeah. The old timey radio playing and all that. Right. But the queue is so narrow, it's so twisty, it's like a maze. There's like you go up and down the stairs like four times. So it's just like a lot of movement. And we never stopped the entire time. Like so much so that Courtney and Kelly, if you guys are listening, hey, shout out. They were in front of us, like literally right in front of me. And I didn't even notice it was them because we just were moving the whole time. We didn't like have time to look around. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, so that was an interesting one. And that was very different for us. Usually if you're in those long queues, it's because you have a long wait. But it just was not like that. Um, another improvement we saw after the first day is that cast members then had microphones with little um, portable speakers 
which is so oh. helpful because you can rarely understand anyone or hear them when they have a mask on, right? Like yeah. half the part of conversation is like reading lips because you can't hear people as well sometimes. But now they have like a whole speaker system, which is just amazing. That's it's clever. So it's just better. like clipped onto them or something. Yeah, it's like on their belt or something. And then they have a little microphone, like the Britney Spears microphone. Oh, yeah. The little 1-800-Dennis. I think I've seen that um, at Disney World, like when you're trying to walk back to the resort buses, which is very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Or they have to like wave you on. Yeah. It's like a carnival barker just to get back to your bus. Right. (laughs) Totally. Um, so that was very helpful. Um, also, this is a funny observation is that the Star Tours glasses everybody has to wear fogs up. <laughs> well, I'm not, getting it. I'm not getting it. Oh. So like people that don't wear glasses usually don't have to worry about that whole thing. But everybody has that problem on Star Tours. So I'm like, wow. So you can't there. even see. Yeah, it was it for me. It went away after a little bit. But like right at the beginning, I was like, this is interesting. I can't see anything. Um, this one, next one is a bit of a tip to make sure you get your shopping done before closing, probably like within an hour of closing because the lines are bananas after closing. Like for instance, Candy Palace, the line to get in Candy Palace was all the way past Jolly Holiday. Like they have to spread you out so far. And plus everybody's waiting till the end because of the park closing early. So, um, that's a You'll very good You'll hear it tip. actually in my ride through that I did on Main Street. The um, the driver mentioned, he goes, oh, you're smart. You got your shopping done early. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. They didn't have any cavalcades like Walt Disney World. So we don't know if those are coming or what's going on with that. But I was definitely surprised to not see any of them at all. Um, I thought we would for sure see those. So that was an interesting observation. Um, I also saw a lot of cast members with the new wardrobe rules. So um, I saw like men with long hair. They probably grew it out over quarantine or something. (laughs) I just kept it. Um, I saw tattoos showing. I saw a lot of painted nails. So people are already getting in the spirit of these new wardrobe rules, which is really interesting. And um, for me personally, it wasn't a shock at all to see. I almost had to remind myself that, oh, that's new. You know, so it just yeah, looks, yeah. it's fine. I, I, let's go down that path for a second because sure. I have a bit of a, I had a, my own controversy within my head when this policy was announced. Cause you know, we, we are all for, you know, diversity and representation and inclusion. So I loved that aspect of it. But on the other hand, I'm a bit of a prude in a way that I want them to match the land. And the way I think of it is not as employees, but literally cast members. And if you're acting in a movie, for example, you have to cover up your tattoos if it's not part of the story. Um, and so in some ways, I'm hanging on to the <laughs> the old school version of the policy. And it's not because I don't believe in inclusion. It's more like I rather them fit the land than be personally ex- expressive because you're on the job. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for that. But I, no, I think. actually totally agree with it, too. I've I'm like 50 50 on it, honestly. Right. Um, The only reason I'm anywhere at all near 50 percent for it is because I want people to be happy at their job. That's yeah, the only exactly. reason. Yeah. But otherwise, like if they were happy either way, I would way want the movie 
the way the way you're describing honestly yeah. That so, makes sense that we're both kind of 50-50 because we are in HR outside of the yeah. Disneyholics <laughs> and we're always pro-employee and making sure that they're happy and included. Right. Yeah. I mean, it made a big change in my life when I was able to wear whatever I wanted to wear to work and, right. you know, just like not have rules on what I look like at my job. Like that made a big difference for me in my life. So like I always embrace it when it's, you know, in somewhere else, but there is a quality to the Disney experience. So I get both sides of it. Yeah. And it's funny, my friend Christy, hi, Christy. Um, she mentioned just casually randomly said like, you know what? I just noticed. I really like that they have these standards because like it makes you feel more like you're in a production versus just yeah. at an amusement park. Right. And like funny you say that because they announced, I think it was like the day after they announced it. <laughs> so it was just so random that she brought it up casually. And I was like, they just changed that whole rule. So now you'll see people with tattoos and stuff. But um, also thinking about that, like are there many areas where, like I think Adventureland, you definitely see people with tattoos. Like if Adventureland was real. Oh, like it could right? fit in. Yeah. Um, Fantasyland, no. Main Street, no. Galaxy's Edge, yes, because it's Galaxy's Edge, a yes. weird alien place. Tomorrowland, yeah, sure, maybe. Uh, Tomorrowland's, maybe? A, Tomorrowland's yeah. a weird one. To- Tomorrowland's identity like, is already a hot mess. So. Yeah, Tomorrowland just feels like mid-century modern land to me. Yeah. So like, no for that yeah. one. What about the, the plaids, like VIP, City Hall? What about them? Like, oh, should they have it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I think it's like the Disney curse that we've had of like picturing things to be a certain way. And that's yeah. why we like it so much. Yeah. So when they change, it's like, oh, what? like that's not what we were expecting. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's I guess there are places where it it can fit in with the theme and there's some where they're not. And I think yeah. like you said, with Main Street, it's not even because it's like un-American. It's because at that time you didn't see yeah, they, like, that many didn't people. Have tattoos. Yeah. With outwardly facing tattoos and piercings yeah what a controversy this is an interesting one at least it's like there's lots of rules i'm sure within that like they have to be tasteful and not too big or whatever they've got so i'm sure it'll be just fun um and then last but certainly not least i have cast member shout out to give so um I actually went to City Hall and placed this. And if you guys are not familiar with this, I think we've talked about it on the show before. But cast members actually get a real physical certificate that says what you gave a shout out about, like what you're complimenting the cast member on. Um, So I feel it's very important. I always try to stop at City Hall at least once on every trip and give a cast member shout out um, because I just think it's really special. And it, I mean, it probably might even help them in their job at some point, right? Like their managers see it too. So that's really cool. Yeah. So um, it's easy, right? Like just take note of the cast member you're interacting with when a special moment happens or they're really mm-hmm. nice. And then what do you yeah, do? You just take, bring it up to City Hall? Yeah. All you need is their name, where they were at, like what traction they were working on or wherever you saw them and what time. So that in the date, of course. So like you can tell them, for instance, mine was for Sarah and she was at the Star Trader at 2.30 p.m. on April 30th. Aww, so this is the one I gave. <laughs> so shout out to Sarah. I was having a very difficult time, as I mentioned before, with the heat. I like was I think I was literally having mild heat stroke or something. So I was getting desperate at that point. It's 2.30. It's obviously a very hot time in the day. And I was like, 
over at Star Trader. I'm like, do you guys sell cooling towels? Like, I'm just like reaching now. For oh my gosh, you love possible. your cooling towels. The thing that you whip. <laughs> yep. I was just like, I need whatever I can get right now to try to help me with the situation. And she let me know that they don't. And I was like, okay. And I think she saw it in my face that I was like failing at life right then. Because I was just like, not okay. And she says, but what's your name? I was like, Jen. She goes, Jen, I actually do have something super magical. Do you want to know it? Like, do you want to know what it's about? And she got kind of like secretive. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm always down to find out something magical. And she took me in. She's like, follow me. And she took me in the back corner where there's like, shirts hanging on the wall and there was this vent that just (laughs) shoots out air conditioned air it's like the coldest spot in all of disneyland probably and she goes stand right here she like placed me there she's like stand here for like three minutes and you'll completely reset and i was like (laughs) she just made it like not weird she wasn't making the fun of the fact that i was about to pass out she was fixing the problem they didn't have cooling towels but they had this air conditioning experience and i really felt like special and That's taken care so of so cool i love that <laughs> and she goes don't go telling everybody now although i just told everybody on this podcast but <laughs> if you're ever overheating good tip go back to star tours and look for vents on the ceiling because it did fix me for a while and she was like don't buy cooling towels they barely work and it's gonna be cool in like an hour and a half so just stand here and reset yourself oh <laughs> like, that's okay. nice and what was she her was name so sweet huh what was this cast member's name? Sarah. Oh, that was Sarah. Okay, got it. Yes, that was Sarah. Aww. And then also working with her was Brian, and he was super cute. Uh, he was playing it up at, as I was standing there for like my three minutes, and he was like connecting porgs, so they're like flying in the wind. It was just cute. It was just a great experience porgs? with those cast members. Porgs, yeah, because we're in Star Trader, saw the Star Wars merch, and oh, he was making them like hang him so their wings would flap because they're getting blown by that super powerful air conditioner <laughs> that I was standing under. Oh, so shout yeah. out to Brian. Yes, Sarah and Brian at Star Trader. So, um, so that's basically my trip, but I did have a few questions come in that I wanted to address. Um, Gabe688 asked, if I have a ticket for one park only, are you able to switch to a hopper the day of? Is it a, if it's available? That is, um, yes, you absolutely can. If you're able to get a reservation into either park for the day, you can still upgrade to a park hopper. Um, I would suggest getting there earlier than the time that you want to go in the park. It's easiest to just go up to one of the ticket booths and have them upgrade it right there. We did it actually with one of our friends. So I confirmed. didn't know that. That's actually. The probably the best way to do it because you're gonna then use it for sure if you're right, wanting to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't know you're gonna use it, get a regular one, and then if you need it, you can upgrade nice. for sure. Um, and then one winged fish said, "With your multi-day ticket, did you have to make all your reservations at the same time?" Um, you do not have to, although you have a 13-day window to make all of your reservations. So make sure you make them and not forget about them. I personally did them all at the same time, but it walks you through one day at a time. So you have to actually, you can only do one day at a time. And then you have to kind of start the process over. It doesn't make you get out of line and back in line, which is nice, but it's one day at a time for sure. And you can change it after the fact? Yeah, you can always cancel and move. Um, just make sure your your date is open that you want to change to before oh, you right. cancel, of course. Oh, yeah. It is similar to the short-lived Flex Annual Passport. Right, right. Yep, totally. 
Um, and then Jess Quo asked, were there any parade cavalcades like there are in Walt Disney World? And I covered this already, but um, once again, yeah, no cavalcades. I was a little disappointed with that, but it that's is. okay. Glad <laughs> to hear, though, that they did have uh, at least those characters at DCA with the scenes that they were in. Right, yeah. yeah. That was it, They did a very good job with the character interactions either, or like either way, but like... Yeah, seeing like a mini parade would have probably filled that gap for a lot of people who really like parades. You know yeah. what I mean? At so least I at DCA. DCA yeah, has more something. space. I'm surprised. Yeah. And I mean, even in Disneyland, like I don't see how there's an issue with space because there's nobody in that area anymore at that point. So like, they could have easily right. done a small cavalcade. Um, and then Laura Quo said... Were there any shaded rest areas open? For example, the huge tent with benches where Mickey's magical map was. Um, so in Florida, this is another comparison to Florida. Uh, they had what's called relaxation stations. And in Disneyland, they did not have those as far as I saw. Like I wasn't like scoping them out. But that area, magical map, I believe was closed at least for the opening weekend. Um and they actually had some areas that I thought were going to be relaxation stations cleared out. So an example of that is Tomorrowland Terrace. You go up and you make your order and then behind you there's a bunch of seats that are under that awning. But all of those tables are removed and they're made like it's extra space for lines. Oh. Which is just bizarre because they make you do mobile ordering anyway before you can even come up the stairs. So I was... I was sad because I ordered specifically because I was like, oh, there'll be a lot of shaded tables over there. And then I get there and there's none. I'm like, right. ah. The, uh, <laughs> but I got a table with an umbrella, so it was fine, but still. <laughs> Laura's question about the the theater, that's a good one. I didn't even think about it. That's a wide open space. It's huge. Easy, yeah. You could easily put the stickers down on the, the stadium right. seat style seating. What is that called? Yeah. Stadium seats. <laughs> stadium seat. seating. Yeah. yeah. And then covered. What is, that's Fantasyland what is that called theater it's it's a good question i don't remember what it's actually called besides making the magical map yeah. i don't it was once fantasy land theater it was once the dance party what oh, is it that? might have just been fantasy land theater that sounds right yeah and the the 80s thing? videopolis videopolis <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh that would have been fun to just like have videopolis playing the background like music the 80s music yeah. and you just sit there and relax for a little bit but Nonetheless, they did not have many or any relaxation stations. They did have plenty of markers um, designated dining areas instead. So, But those are just like chairs and benches. So it's a little weird that they didn't have any mass areas where you could get out of the shade and just relax and take your mask off because I, I felt that was important for me personally. But um, you guys heard me talk about that already. I didn't get enough of that. And that was one of the things I really wish I could have taking more breaks because it's just a lot to wear a mask the whole time. Um, and that's it for questions. Uh, so last but certainly not least, I'm very excited to announce that I bought a couple extra pieces of merchandise from the Magic is Back collection. Magic is Back? That's right. Um, and I have this beautiful tumbler as well as a mask because it's kind of like a cool souvenir to have, right? Like yeah. it's just... A one-time only souvenir, a hopefully one-time only souvenir. Um, so in order to enter this giveaway, you can do this two different ways. We're going to have, you can send an email if you've listened to this podcast to Disneyholics. No, 
Oh my gosh, I messed that one up. Fan mail at the Disneyholics.com. <laughs> so send us an email and just say that you're you're writing in for the Magic is Back giveaway, and we will enter you in to win. And or on Instagram, we're gonna post it and do the normal like share our post type deal, and then we'll enter you in the contest as well. So we'll be posting that shortly after this episode. Um Probably tomorrow. Let's post it tomorrow on Thursday. We'll post it so you guys Perfect. can go ahead so and So there's enter. a number of ways. So it seems yeah. like listeners have a way to enter and Instagram followers have a way to enter. Exactly. And Whichever's easiest for cool. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It's very cute. And um, I will be able to share those pictures on Instagram as well to see what the Tumblr looks like. I kind of wish I got myself one. But they're a little pricey. Oh, and you so know what? It. We're also <laughs> moving on up in the world. And we now have these really cool the Disney Holic Show stickers, which you'll also yes. get as part of your prize package. Yeah. We can add those in and maybe even send out a couple extra. Why not? Today's episode yeah. was a journey. We went it here, was. there, and everywhere. Um, <laughs> but we really appreciated the submitted questions and the submitted topics from our patrons. We really hope you all enjoyed this episode 32 of the Disney Holic Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch with us, send a message to us on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disney Holics dot com. Okay, bye. Bye. Want to know a secret? Promise not to tell. We are staff.